0: Welcome to Living in Grand Rapids, the podcast. I am Josh May.
1: I am Katie Arnold. I am Leah Hills.
0: And I'm Ross Bacon. And we are four of the May Group Realtors with Remax of Grand Rapids coming to you today. Another podcast episode on Living in Grand Rapids. Let's get everybody excited about real estate today. We talk about the community. We talk about events. We talk about all the things pertaining to Grand Rapids. Now let's talk about let's talk about some land use in Grand Rapids. Katie, Leah, let's get into it. What do you got for us today?
1: Yeah, well, we thought that it would be fun once in a while to break down some terms in real estate that people might hear kind of thrown around, but don't actually know what it means. So today, Leah and I are throwing at you and Ross, what is an easement? Ooh, all
0: All right, let's do this. So the general public that's listening an easement, I don't know if anybody, I mean, what do you think the percentage of the population that knows what that word means? Low. I
1: will say I don't.
0: Very limited. So I'd say less than fifty percent. It's kind of a, you know it's kind of a boring word. Doesn't get you real excited, does it? Like easement. Well, I'm gonna give you the legal definition first, and then we're gonna get into uh, you know some real life stories of of what an easement is and how that is important to uh, land owners. But the legal definition is a right held by one property owner to make sure of the land of another for a limited purpose as right of passage. Now, there's got to be an easier definition than that. I would say an easement is a portion of property owner's property that is granting access for passage to another landowner.
2: Yeah, I, I would say, I mean, this is such a common thing that we come across in the business. And like you said, not many people pay much attention to it or really understand what exactly that means. And I say, I would say the most common type of easement that I come across that I think would help kind of break it down for the general public would be such as like a utility easement. I see that all the time. So such as like consumers energy, who supplies the majority of the electricity in the area always has an easement to access property, uh, such as like a telephone pole or power lines would go to that is located on your property. Consumers has the right to access that telephone pole using your property. That would be considered the most like common easement that I see. And I know, Josh, you've come across uh, a little more complicated easements um, in the past. And I mean, there's just a lot of different types on there, but I would say it's just allowing, granting somebody else access to property on your property.
0: Correct. I'm- and Ross, you're 100% correct. The most common easement is definitely utility easement. And if you think about it, I mean, think about like, um, you know, in all these subdivisions you've got, drainage, right? Like, so let's think about this. You've got a drainage pipe that is running underground. And what happens if that pipe breaks? City of Grand Rapids or uh, Ada Township or East Grand Rapids, they need to get access to those utilities, just like Consumers Judd does, just like DTE does. So they need to gain access. So they have rights to access that easement really at any time, Ideally, obviously, if it's an emergency. The other thing that comes into play here is the entire conversation of can you build on an easement? Like, can you build a structure on an easement? So, this is a common thing that comes up with fencing, right? One of the most common concerns I get from a homeowner is can I put a fence up because there's an easement in my backyard, there's a drainage easement or there's an electrical easement, and I wanna make sure that I can put a fence up over across that easement. I would say in that scenario, it's really important to check with the local authorities, township, just to make sure you know exactly what the easement is. I had a situation in Byron Center where clients really wanted to put a fence up and there was an easement running across half of the backyard that we were aware of, there was no fence there. And we found out that we were able to put a fence there because this particular easement was actually just a, a water flow easement, meaning that when it rains really hard, water is going to travel somewhere. Byron Center Township didn't want the water to be stopped by somebody putting a like a wood panel fence because the wood panel fence would divert all the water into other people's yards and it wouldn't let the water flow. So that's a unique situation where a fence was allowed, but it actually had to be a chain link fence because water had to flow through the easement. You know, there's utility easements, there's drainage easements, there's water flow easements. And then I think we can get into, you know, more land use easements next, Ross. And this is the one where, okay, let's say you've got a a 10 acre piece of property. You've got this beautiful home site on the back of the 10 acre property but the owner you know wants to sell the 10 acres and they want to split the land and have you know two lots in the front two and a half acre piece and a two and a half acre piece and then a five acre piece in the back they want to save for themselves or they want to sell how would they put a driveway in and get back to the property because essentially they'd be landlocked at that point right you've got two and a half acres yeah. up front so talk about that situation Ross.
2: You know, I think that's another very common thing I've come across. That I've actually sold quite a few properties with a situation just like that. One, um, you know, I, I sold the Yoders uh, a home where the owner had lived there for the past 10, 15 years. And they owned on a five acre partial and they wanted to build uh, a new home in the back of the property. So what they did was they sold the current home they were living in but then granted themselves before they sold an easement to allow them to put in a driveway to the back of the property to build their new home where it was then parceled off. So, I think that's the most common thing. You need to grant or would you say the the current owner of the property needs to make sure the easement is in place before the sale?
0: Yeah. I mean, the person that's bu- I mean, more than anything, you know, the person that's buying the property, I mean, everybody wants to be on on the same page if where the easement is and if it's uh officially recorded. So in order to get an easement, you really need to get a surveyor involved, which is is obviously going to draw the lot lines of the property, then they are gonna map out the easement and then they are going to give the new legal description for the easement. And then that will go to the township. The township will approve that based on, you know, if it meets the requirements and everything makes sense, but you know, there's a process that everybody wants to be aware of. And this is where over the years, you know, obviously Ross and I've been doing this a long time. Easement, again, we started this with it, easement sounds like a boring word, but it's actually one of the most important things. Uh, terms to be aware of in real estate. And that's where it comes to understanding surveys, understanding land use, understanding if things are recorded, because if an easement is not there or if somebody thinks they have an easement or if just something is not correct with an easement, that's where you can run into big problems in the future. The general public just doesn't know a ton about that. And it's certainly our job to Guide them in the right direction as far as what an easement means and what your rights are. Ross, anything else you
2: want to add? No, I think that, you know, there's just so many different variations of an easement that I think a lot of people, like I said, just, just aren't familiar with. Utilities, as we covered, is the most common one. You know, I think another important thing to be mindful of, is anyone purchasing a waterfront property? You know, you got a lot of lake homes and lakes where you have homes that are on the lake and then homes that are maybe across the street or tucked back a little further. And a lot of those homes still have rights to the water. So there would be like an easement in between two homes to allow the people who live behind there still have access to the water. Um, I think that that's something if you're looking to purchase a waterfront property is, is to be mindful of and you know do your research, ask your agent and make sure you fully understand what that means. Before you, you know, make a decision to purchase a property like that.
0: Good points, Ross. And we're going to close this out. Uh, we're going to close this out in two ways. We're going to let the general public know how they can find out if they have easements on their property. Two two quickest ways that we find out. All easements are legally recorded. So if you ever wanted to go down to Kent County Register of Deeds, you could check that out. But uh, in our world, we find out if there's easements on a property by checking title work when we're going through a sale of a process easements will always show up on title work. And we always recommend that we look into surveying a property. It's more common with you know, more land involved, you know, city lots, you're, you're just kind of mostly dealing with, you know, predetermined city lots, you know, there's utility easements. So we leave that up to our clients, whether they want to do a survey for small city lots. But when you're talking about bigger acreage, we're definitely going to recommend you do a survey and you need to do a boundary survey to see if there's easements on a property. Now this is important because there's two types of surveys. There's a mortgage survey, which will just show you the lot lines and the house. And then there's a boundary survey that will show you anything and everything uh, that pertains to that property, everything that's on the property and every easement that's been recorded on that property. Things you want to think about when purchasing or selling a property. And good conversation. We started off a little slow. The word did not excite us, Ross, but I feel like we... (laughs) I was excited. I think you
1: guys did a great job taking something that, yeah, like you know, I've been supporting the team for years now and I hear this word all the time, but it never like kind of clicked. And I think yeah. you guys breaking it down and sharing the examples really just kind of exactly. helped me be like, I, I get it. I get it. I understand mm-hmm. what an easement is. So hopefully our listeners feel the same way.
0: Well, thank you all for joining us today. We'll let you guys uh, get back to living in Grand Rapids and have a great day. Thanks.
1: Thanks for listening to Living in Grand Rapids, the podcast. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends. You can find us on Instagram at May Group GR or online at marketgrandrapids.com.